Hi, I'm Dorothy Burton, your host for Governing God's Way, connecting the timeless principles of Scripture to the timely issues of our day for those who serve, lead, and govern. King Solomon, the wisest leader to have ever lived, left us with this truth. There is nothing new under the sun, and what has been will be. What was true for him and those who served, led, and governed in his day is just as true for those who serve, lead, and govern today. Timeless principles to help in times like these. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to help you make the right decision when making the right decision is the last thing you may think about doing. My title and theme today is Make Sure is Right Before You Decide to Fight. Make sure it's right before you decide to fight. And we will be learning from a day in the life of a leader from the Old Testament, an Ammonite king by the name of King Hunan. Many baby uh, boomers today who decry cancel culture were themselves part of a generation that ushered in the term counterculture in the 1960s. Part of the counterculture of the 1960s were the the vehement protests against war, particularly the Vietnam War. Make love, not war, became the protesters' battle cry. Kind of like, you know, Black Lives Matter. Back then, in the 1960s, it was make love, not war. And that was the battle cry in the streets as they marched, in sit-ins, and as that generation totally rejected the notion of what many in the counterculture movement viewed as needless and senseless war, particularly the Vietnam War. At the end of his life, as a matter of fact, at the end of his life, the great civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was readying to throw his full weight and support behind protesting what he called the unjust war, the Vietnam War. Many historians have written commentary on what actually precipitated the U.S. subsequent foray into what had been a fight between South Vietnam and communist North Vietnam. The U.S. had provided funding, training to uh, South Vietnam. They had provided military help and all of that, but the tensions kept escalating. So Kennedy decided to expand the military aid to South Vietnam, which for the first time, in addition to including the funding, the training, and other military aid would include U.S. troops. And this is when the 60s went crazy with make love, not war. The commitment of U.S. troops to Vietnam was when all hell, or, or should I say war, broke loose and it did not end well for the U.S., the lifelong health impact of Agent Orange for many uh, young returning soldiers. Some never regained their sanity after seeing what no teenager or 20-year-old should see, the horrors of war that they had to witness and be a part of. You know, hindsight is always twenty-twenty, and Kennedy should have never committed those troops. So, so why did he? It all boiled down to one simple truth and one that is indicative of what I want to talk about today, 
and used as an example too, along with an incident from the life of Ammonite king Hunan, and a miscalculation on his part that led to war, taking the life of thousands on both sides. And dare I say will cause you to miscalculate too? Give a listen. There was no real threat in Vietnam to the U.S., but President Kennedy, not having any real evidence, took the advice of his advisors based upon the domino theory of the Cold War. You say, what in the world is the domino theory of the Cold War? The theory was this. It was that if communism took hold in South Vietnam, as it already had in the North, then it would topple democracies throughout Southeast Asia. So it was on the advice of his advisors, based upon this theory that caused President Kennedy great concern and consternation and caused him to commit troops and thus thrust the United States into a war it didn't have to be involved in and one in which so many young American men would not have lost for some their life, their life and for others their health and, and their sanity. The U.S. became engaged in war based principally on fears rooted in theory. Fears rooted in theory. Though the, the, the whole of Vietnam eventually would become the Socialist Republic of Vietnam, ruled by the Communist Party, the fear of the whole of Southeast Asia becoming communist and toppling democracies, though it didn't materialize. Southeast Asia today is a diverse region, attracts tons of tourists, and is considered one of the most safest regions in the world. And its economy, its economy is among the top four economies of the world. Think Singapore, one of the richest and freest economies in that region, and it's not alone. But the U.S. got sucked into a war based upon a theory whispered to President Kennedy by his advisors, the domino theory of the Cold War. <laughs> Many of you are too young to remember that, but it's the domino theory of the Cold War. Which brings us to our principle, taken from 2 Samuel 10, and my point today. There is nothing new under the sun. We know this. And though it is like dipping the ocean sometimes with a thimble, I'm, I'm obligated to teach truth and teach leaders from the truth of Scripture. Why? Because the word still works. Repeat after me. The word still works. And as leaders in government, we have to get into the habit of looking first to God instead of advisors and political platforms and platitudes to appease the masses. This today is a beautiful illustration and lesson for leaders. Make sure the information is right before you decide to fight. I'm saying you may get into a war, but you may get into an unnecessary fight with a coworker, a colleague, or a constituent that may cost you later. Second Samuel 10, 1 through 4 reads, In the course of time, the king of the Ammonites died. And his son, Hunan, succeeded him as king. David thought, 
I will show kindness to Hunan, just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent a a delegation to express his sympathy to Hunan over, over the death of his father. When David's men came to the land of the Ammonites, the Ammonite commanders, though, or advisors, said to King Hunan, say, now, do you really believe David is honoring your father by sending envoys to you to express sympathy? Really? David has sent them to you not to express sympathy, but to explore the city, spy it out, and overthrow it. This could not have been furthest from the truth. But King Hunan listened <laughs> to the ill advice from his advisors, and they captured David's envoy. Worse, they shaved off half of each of their beard, cut off their garments up to their behinds, and sent them packing, totally humiliating those men and embarrassing them. For Israelite men back then, a beard was like a rite of passage, and by shaving off half of their beards, these men suffered unimaginable public shame and humiliation. Well, well, do I say well, well, David heard about it. David said, you know, David didn't play. David sent word to his men. He said, y'all just stay there in Jericho until your beards grow back. I got this. So David sent Joab, his commander, sent Joab with a, with a fool on. <laughs> he, first he sent an envoy. Now he was sending Joab, his commander, with a full army to get revenge against the Amorites. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, this was the furthest thing from David's mind in the beginning. David wasn't looking for war. He merely sent his men to convey his sympathies from one king to another. But King Hunan listened to his advisors who gave him made-up advice. And the Amorites knew. <laughs> when they knew David had heard about it, they knew they had ticked off the wrong one and ticking off King David because King David, they, they, look, David had a reputation. David was the big dog, king of all Israel, a man of war. David didn't play. So he and his army led by Joab. Joab was David's commander for most of David's reign as king. So Joab himself was a king strategist and commander. I mean, Joab was crazy smart, and Joab would kill his mama if he needed to. He was ruthless. So the Ammonites knew they had, they had like my, my, my friend used to say, they knew they had crapped in the nest by humiliating David's men. So they hired thousands of Aramean soldiers from nearby regions to come and, and help them fight. David sent Joab along with the entire army, and they went up against him. Keep in mind now, David only sent a few men to King Hunan to offer sympathy. But because of bad advice that King Hunan received from his advisors caused a widespread war that they were no match against David and the army of Israel to defeat. 
David himself would at some point get involved, leading the Israeli army, and soon routed all of them. Thousands died in a battle that never should have been. 2 Samuel 17 says that when all the kings saw that they had been routed by Israel, they made peace real quick with the Israelites and became subject to them. And the Arameans became so afraid that they didn't help the, they said, look, y'all Ammonites, uh-uh, we ain't never helping y'all again. Y'all are on y'all's own. So they said, uh-uh, we're not helping y'all anymore. They were done. So after all of the fighting, it wasn't their fight in the first place. And there never should have been a fight on the part of the Ammonites and King Hunan. It all began with misinformation fed to the leader by his advisors. He refused to believe the ambassadors sent by David to offer just sympathy in the loss of his father, choosing instead to believe the wrong advice of his advisors that the men were there in essence to take his kingdom. They men were there to take his kingdom. He got angry at David because David dared defend the honor of his men who he had dishonored by shaving off half their beards and cutting off their clothes. King Hunan responded in anger and defensively to the wrong information. How many times have you done this? I've done it. In the first place, instead of verifying the information he had been given, King Hunan got all defensive over what David did in avenging his men, which David was in the right to do to defend the honor of his men. When if the tables had been turned, King Hunan, no doubt, would have done the same as king. He reacted out of anger and became defensive when what he should have done, once he found out he was in the wrong in what he did to David's ambassadors, instead of admitting wrong, and that he had made a grievous error, he pressed ahead with the needless show of strength that up against David turned out to be anything but. David would later write about this in Psalm 20. And, and you know, Psalm 20 is a prayer for, for victory in battle. And David wrote, and actually David was referring to this incident. David wrote in verse 7 through 8, and a lot of us love to recite this. He said, David said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They were brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. He was talking about King Huna. <laughs> Oftentimes we react out of anger and pride, which prevents us from admitting we were wrong. And out of pride, we take a stand to prove our point and be tough when as a godly leader, we should admit wrong and, and, and instead seek peace. Think of your situation as a leader. We all have advisors. We all do. As a leader, we need them. But if when given advice or a briefing about another person or persons or situation, and it causes you to immediately react in anger and defensiveness, beware. It could be a trap set unbeknownst to your advisors whose tongue Satan is using to advise you.
Remember, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against demons, and they don't fight fair. Instead, double check before you double down, because it could be that you are reacting as King Hunan reacted, and it will cost you dearly. Whenever what you're being advised brings out the worst in you, quick anger, resentment, an affront to your pride, fear, or a need to to strike out and strike back any of these, just know it's either a setup by the adversary or a test from God. A test that if you pass will promote you. A temptation, though, that if you take will demote you. It's as simple and as complicated as that, y'all. And I'm going to say it again. Those way in the back. Whenever you're being advised and it brings out the worst in you, quick anger, resentment, and affront to your pride, fear, or need to immediately strike out and strike back, just know it's either a setup by the adversary or a test from God, a test that if you pass will promote you, a temptation that if you take will demote you. All of us at any given time without our knowledge or, or consent are being influenced by the spiritual. Everything, y'all, everything that happens in the natural is preceded by or influenced by the spiritual. There is the natural realm of the physical, what we live in, that we can see, you know, touch, smell, all that with our senses. And then there's the supernatural realm of the spiritual that we can't see, touch, feel, none of that. The spiritual whether it is God's spirit, the spirit of light, or a satanic spirit, a spirit of darkness. So this is what you do. If you get advised, as King Hunan did, without any shred of any evidence or reason, and it is upsetting to you, do not take immediate action. I'm going to say this again, too. If you are being advised on an issue as King Hunan was, and and there's no shred of evidence or reason, and it immediately upsets you, do not take immediate action. Instead, get off to yourself. Take a long breath. Take a walk. Open the Bible and, and just begin reading. As a person of God, you should do that. Ask the Holy Spirit for discernment and do not act until you have complete peace on the inside and calmness. What you do may be totally different than what you would have done initially that could have cost you dearly as it did King Hunan. The message David sent was not the message King Hunan was advised. And he immediately became angry and sought to fight a fight that really wasn't a fight that started a war. 
our first response should not be to react in anger, but to seek the correct information and answer. Learn from the life of King Hunan. If what you are being advised brings out the worst in you, as a leader, make sure it's right before you decide to fight. And this is governing God's way. Thank you for listening. Please help us help others who serve, lead, and govern by sharing this podcast. Good governance begins with self-governance because God always begins from within. Grab a copy of my book, Why We Fall, The Power of Self-Awareness, the book every public servant leader should read. Governing God's Way is a ministry of Christians in Public Service, a premier biblically-based public servant leadership training and development organization headquartered in Dallas, Texas. To learn more, please visit our website at christiansinpublicservice.org.